asked me to... He didn't really tell me what. He just said to say something of God. <laughs> and I couldn't really decide. Um, but it's based around snow. So um, our young, uh, young adults group um, somehow gathered up in three days to go to Mount Buller. And these are just some photos um, just to show how amazing our young adults group is. And I'm just so grateful for... Um, the whole group of them, really, and God's creation of the snow. Because apart from God, that's what we have in common and we love it. And we had perfect weather as well. So that's it. But um, um, at the snow, um, there's quite an unlikely group of us. We, apart from young adults, we generally don't hang out very much. And we had an amazing time. And looking back, it was life-changing, like physically, emotionally, spiritually. And it was so good. But um, pro- probably what you don't know is when we were there, we, uh, God was kind of all over it. It just didn't really happen. We were all strapped for time, strapped for cash. We had a post-plastic um, surgery hand on board. We had a hyperextended swollen knee from Butter's football match. Um, and we had me. And, <laughs> and Sam and Angus and Amin so, and Dunny. So it was kind of crazy. But at the start, I didn't actually want to go. Um, I organised the whole trip. And it got to Thursday before leaving and I didn't want to go. I was getting super stubborn and selfish and um, all our horrible human nature came out but um, thanks to Narelle she actually said Nellie you need to go and it's going to be so much fun and kind of step outside yourself and go and go for everyone else and so I did go and I'm so glad I did go but it took an absolute choice like a like a physical uh, choice inside my mind. I had to like physically and emotionally make the decision to do God's will. And if everyone could open up their Bibles, electronic or paper. And then someone nod when they're at Romans 12. Romans 12.2. Anyone there? Yep. All right. So um, my translation says, um, Romans 12.2, Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you, you may discern what is the will of God, what is good, acceptable, and perfect. So um, throughout life, we have to make our choices. And being children of God, we want to align them with his will and um, his fruits of the spirit, aside from our, our, own, our own wants and desires. And just every time that I've turned off Nellie and what Nellie wants to do and turned up God and been obedient, he's always blessed me. And if he hasn't blessed me, he's blessed someone else, which has in turn made me amazed and blessed me. So I'm just so thankful for that. And if we can jump to 1 Corinthians 9, 
which if anyone knows me, this is my personal favourite. I feel like God wrote this verse for me. Um, so 1 Corinthians 9, 24. I like making you guys get your Bibles out. Yeah. Um, so 29 to 24 to 29 is, Do you not know that in a race all runners run, but only one receives the prize? So run to win. Everyone who competes races for a crown that won't last, but we run for a crown that will last forever. Therefore, I do not run aimlessly. I do not fight like a boxer hitting the air. No, I strike my body and beat it to be my slave so that after I have preached to the others, I myself will not be disqualified from the prize. So I love this because it brings it back down to us and having some self-discipline and realising that we have to make the choice. Um, God's given us like free will to love him and then he's given us free will to choose to live by him. Um, and I know that in my life there's so many forks in the road, just as everyone knows. But some examples that I've had to try and not run with the world or make me happy was um, choosing who to be friends with or not. Um, choosing to stay pure or not, to um, spend time with my family or not, to even stop seeing my dad or not. Or as simple as like my mum likes to do pay for randoms petrol or um, pay for randoms dinner at restaurants and just be like not just the good out in the world but to be the Jesus for people to see without actually preaching to someone. Um, But again, I just think we forget that when we ask Jesus to come into us, we have him inside of us. So we have all his power, his gifts, his love. We just need to act it out. Um, so I just think sometimes we need to say thank you for God for doing that. And so what's not a better way than to, when we're stuck on a decision, just to automatically choose to do God's will, whether we like it or not, or whether it betters us or not, because it's going to better someone else who needs Jesus. So if we flash back to the snow, I did go, obviously, I'm in the photos, and (laughs) it was amazing, like God was all over it, the meals, the weather, the travel, somehow we didn't get any like injuries over there, Sam has a few bruises, but that was a given, Um, (laughs) and I didn't realise, like in hindsight, I didn't realise how amazing it was until young adults, we got back on Thursday, it was the first time we had Matt back, and... I think it was Matt's face when he like saw how amazing our young adults group was. Um, there was ridiculous humour shed. There was tears that was bawling, um, and there was a lot of personal things that were shared about how amazing the snow was, and how um, each and every one of us, our faith was restored or grow or has grown, and our friendships deepened. Like I personally wouldn't have hung out with half those people outside of church but putting us on the top of a mountain, freezing our butts off, really scared of dying, <laughs> going down a slope, um, and you get to know each other pretty well. And an amazing miracle is from that snow and um, having fellowship with one another, one of our young adult um, people actually gave their life to the Lord, which is just the best fruit of like, Christian fellowship and being raw and real with each other out in the world. And then... You know, it's the best fruit ever, really. <laughs> um, 
So if we can go to Proverbs 27, please. Just a quick Proverbs. Proverbs is great for little things. Um, 27.17 is, um, As iron sharpens iron, so does one person sharpen another. And we want to sharpen each other in our Christian values and our walk with God. Well, our race, we're running it, we're not dawdling. Um, so, yeah, all in all, I'm just so glad that I was obedient, that I listened to my Christian elders and that I put myself aside. Um, I just really want to encourage everyone that we're not alone in our walk with God. Like, we have Jesus, but we also have each other. And without each other, you know, we didn't really find God. Like, some of us did. But, like, it's taken another fo- uh, follower of Jesus to help us grow. And um, we're running this race, and we've already won it with the victory of Jesus. But no one else knows that. So we want to win it for others and win them for Jesus. Um, so I just want to encourage you all to stay close to our brothers and sisters in Christ. Like... We are a family and we can never be as real with each other <laughs> as we are with our brothers and sisters. Um, and we're all running the same race. Um, so let's not let anyone fall down. Let's pick them up and drag them to the finish line. So, yeah. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Nelly. That was great to hear. And um, I think it was on Thursday night or Friday morning or something, I'm thinking, Lord, what do you want to say today? And um, did a phone call to Nellie and I think it was Saturday when she told me some of the things that she had. I thought it was interesting because I sat down and said, Lord, what do you want to say? And sitting on my desk was a, a book of uh, Brian Houston's latest book. And I opened it and just flipped where it came open, it was, he was talking about being a pioneer, having a pioneering spirit. And uh, I read a couple of pages and it was going through uh, how he, um, where he started. Um, I think he started in a small church with about three old ladies and after his first sermon he had one. But he started in such a small way and now he has global churches around the world and obviously... And he wasn't saying that that's what every church should be, but obviously God has used him in an incredible way to touch uh, millions of, of people. And God said to me, as I was looking at that and reading it, I said, sort of, so what? And he said, it's about don't despise small beginnings. And then I, I realised that, um, and especially when I heard some of, the, some of the things Nellie was going to share, I thought how, how well it fitted into that theme. And there's a few scriptures that, um, that really hit me about small beginnings and where, how God pretty much always started things in a small way and then he grew them. And he gives a, some great scriptures on that. And the, uh, one of the first ones we read about was the, uh, the boy... Like working, do I click it? Aha, uh-huh. does work. Um, 
the small boy with the barley loaves and the disciples went out to um the disciples went out uh, jesus said to them you know you're going to feed these people and there was thousands and thousands of people i think they only counted the men back then that jesus changed all that too so now they count kids and women too they're people and um but there was 5,000 men or something anyway and so there must have been I don't know 15 20,000 people and um and so Jesus said just to test them he said you know we got to feed these people and they said you got to be kidding me so they went out and this this young fellow this boy had the he says look here's my lunch it was um these little barley loaves little tiny barley loaves and a couple of little fish uh, probably sardines although some people don't like them <laughs> working and um and then jesus took what he what was given to him and um you imagine that that kid would have thought here's all these people what what the heck uh anyway here's my lunch that's all i've got and he gave them to jesus and jesus blessed them and he said he gave thanks for them and then he distributed them and um we're at the end of that not quite um and they not only had enough to eat, but they had 12 basketfuls. Can you get your head around that? Here was this five loaves and two fishes, but they had 12 basketfuls left over and they were satisfied. And to me, that was one of the um, a perfect example of how Jesus just used something little. And it was a matter of the willingness of this little boy. He didn't question, he just said, well, this is all I've got, and God, you can have it. You know, that's what he's saying to us. He's not asking us what we haven't got. He's saying to surrender to him and um, and give it to him and to see what he can do. And that's, you know, when I looked at what Brian Houston had done, he's, he's, he was being available to God. And in his first church was, you know, it, it must have looked um, pretty depressing to him. But... God just he just kept looking to God he really didn't care about trying to be successful he just wanted to do what God did and this little boy was the same you know God uses kids and for you kids here you don't have to you don't have to think well I'm only a kid I'm only little you know you you just do what you have to do and give it to Jesus and uh, lean on him there's another um, parable that Jesus used to tell us the same thing and um, he says there he will tell us what the kingdom of God is like and it's happening by itself and um, it's like a mustard seed we all know the story of the mustard seed it's one of the smallest of seeds Jesus used this specifically to tell us what the kingdom of God was like it starts small it starts so small that most of us would not even consider it and um but when it's planted, it grows to be one of the, the largest of plants. And I think Jesus used this for the purpose to show us that it not only grows, but it, it's there for others. The birds actually come and live in it. It actually provides shelter and, um, and provides a place for others. So it affects others. So I think Jesus was not only saying, look, the kingdom of God's not just starting, it starts small and gets big, but it's there for everybody to benefit. And uh, what a lot of people out in the world don't realise, and when they're despising Christian stuff and godly stuff, that not only have they no clue, 
how big it's going to get. And uh, we only need to get a tiny glimpse of when Jesus comes again. And we haven't even seen the start, how huge it's going to be. But it's going to bless a lot of people. The church has already blessed a lot of people. And this country wouldn't even be here the way it is today if it wasn't for the Christians, if it wasn't for the church. And, um, but God has a system of salvation but he also has a system of success in life. And uh, we're just going to tap on a couple of those. First of all, his system for salvation. Might need uh, the guys up there to click on those buttons. <laughs> um, the system of salvation, and we won't go into it in great detail, but it's pretty much one of grace. For it is by grace you've been saved through faith, and not of yourselves, it's a gift from God. We don't have a whole lot of, you know, we, we come to God and we, uh, he says, as many come to me, uh, he gives the right to become children of God. We need to surrender to him, but really it is nothing we earn, nothing we earn at all. It's not by works, so no one can boast. But there is a system, a system of success, and by success I don't mean necessarily... Um, you know, driving uh, Mercedes around or, or living in a mansion, I mean it's simply fulfilling what God's called us to do, succeeding in what he has called us to do. It's an assignment. He places a different assignment on each one of us and it's succeeding in that. And his system of success, and I think uh, Nellie tapped on that. Firstly, when it, she talked in Romans 12 about uh, being, uh, not being conformed but being transformed. There's a change that needs to happen inside of us. Um, to be transformed and in uh, Corinthians 9 she, the scripture she said she talked about running to win There's and, and training ourselves and putting ourselves into training and disciplining ourselves and that's part of that success system which God talks about and, and we saw in that scripture if we can just look into um, I'm not sure my clicker's working again. Must have died. You know what? I've probably turned it. it might work now. I've turned it on. It's, it's all right. I just had to turn it on. Uh, <laughs> it's got to be something in that. Um, <laughs> so the lessons from the mustard seed are <laughs> small beginnings. Let's turn it on. And... <laughs> Small beginnings. But the other thing is, over time, it will display God's splendor. And um, whatever God's put on our life, it might have small beginnings. Let's not despise them. But ultimately, it will honour God. It will glorify Him. It's not to lift ourselves up. It's not, it's not to, um, to make me look good or, or bigger or better. It'd probably make me look stupid, actually. But... Um, <laughs> It's, but it's to honour God. The kingdom of, of God is also about providing home, shelter and protection, protection uh, and others will benefit. So we, we not only saw that from the, uh, the little boy and his, must, and his mustard seed, and he might have had that in his lunch, but um, <laughs> from his fish, the same thing applies to the mustard seed. There we go. The boy's lunch was the same thing. It was small compared to the task. It was tiny. It was given in faith and obedience. And it's so 
we need to just step out in faith, no matter how small that is. And uh, it needs to benefit others. It will honour God and uh, show his splendour. So God is growing us. And um, Philippians in uh, 1.6 says, Be confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will perform it till the day of Jesus Christ. It will keep on going. It doesn't just start and stop. It just doesn't, it's just not there for an instant. And um, I just like, uh, I, I, a scripture came to me this morning and I didn't have, uh, and I forgot to bring my Bible, so I'm going to ask someone if you just read this one out. Um, this one from 2 Kings 4, 4 and 1 to 7. Thanks, Sal. The wife of a man from the company of the prophets cried out to Elisha, Your servant, my husband, is dead, and you know that he revered the Lord. But now his creditor is coming to take my two boys as his slaves. Elisha replied to her, How can I help you? Tell me, what do you have in your house? Your servant has nothing there at all, she said, except a little oil. Elisha said, Go around and ask your neighbours for empty jars. Don't ask just for a few. Then go inside and shut the door behind you and your sons. Pour oil into the jars and as each is filled, put it to one side. She left him and afterwards shut the door behind her and her sons. They brought the jars to her and she kept pouring. When all the jars were full, she said to her son, Bring me another one. But he replied, There is not a jar left. Then the oil stopped flowing. Amen. Thanks, Hall. And I really feel God is saying there that, you know, providing we come to Him empty, providing we surrender to him he will keep filling us as long as we keep coming and he will he doesn't run out his supply never runs out and um i just leave that with us this morning is don't be afraid to think i've got nothing i'm empty if we come to god and surrender to him allow him to fill us he will keep filling us he will keep filling us and it will be filled to bless others it will be filled to help and reach others. So never feel we haven't got enough. We're sitting here thinking, oh, I've got nothing. The woman had nothing. And every time there was an empty jar put there, God filled it. And he'll fill each one of us too. So um, I'll just leave that one with us. And let's, let's surrender to God this morning. Let him fill us. And, uh, and if anybody would like prayer after the service, look, feel, feel free whatever it is you feel you need to pray for. But you can just surrender to God wherever you go. You can just commit it to him and say, look, Lord, I've got nothing. Or I might only have a little thing. You haven't even recognised what it is yet. But God will point it out. He'll show you. Just um, spend some time with him and what he says. Amen. I'll hand over to the band.